I mean, I'll be amazed if you get half an hour of material out of this, to be honest. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the Oscars or Sting and Shaggy do a duet? I mean, at, at this point, like, I kind of feel like it's a lost cause. Yeah. Okay. Fair. We could we could trim everything else down. Just lead on this. We could um, get drunk and Google racial slurs for an hour. I mean, well, I don't think we should. You know, that's the that's the, our material. That's the ripcord, isn't it? That's the, the backup shoot. Always gets a good mm. audience. Hello Twinkles, this is Chris. I've just finished editing the podcast and before I play it, I need to explain that at the start we are waiting for Dan, we don't know where he is or why, and we are discussing uh, the new platform that we are having to go with because we've had a lot of syncing problems. Uh, I can't tell you what the platform is, but it worked very well, uh, which is great. I suppose Graham would know technical things like that if you wanted to ask him. Okay, well... Off we go with episode one, two, five. Woo! Orlando Bloom, and you're listening to Two Cups, Two uh, 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 Two Star Podcast. Okay, well, uh, Dan can go fuck himself then. Um, yeah, probably. Well, it probably is. That's probably why. He's, oh right, uh, okay. So the grey bar appears to now be filling up. It's unclear oh, what it's filling up. Oh God! I think oh, now. When it I gets to full, when, when it gets to full, I can anymore. do a power boost, can't I? No, no, that's, yeah. that's when you can't talk anymore. You've used up all of your available talking. I hope something doesn't explode until the bar awful. goes back down again, and then you can you can talk some more. Has it's definitely down just, a little bit? It's only going up. Mine is only going up. Well, then you better stop talking. Otherwise, you're going run up out of in words in bits. Oh, I think it um it's it stores everything locally and then sends it into the cloud when it gets to full. I reckon. Well, am I, I'm about to reach full. Oh, oh, I've got two lines oh, now. Oh, I've got a second oh, line. And one, yeah. And it's so gone. So where's it going? It's doing little recordings and then <laughs> you're gonna, uploading them. You're going to get to the end and it'll just generate like 500 MP3s for you to stitch together. <laughs> well, I think the idea is it, it does the stitching together for you. I oh, hope, yeah, anyway. Yeah, that's what they claim. Yeah. But okay. it, if you hover over it, it tells you how much seconds you've got locally oh, and how much seconds you've God. got in the cloud. Let's just do a fucking podcast. We two star podcast, we are great. Spreading love, denouncing hate. Our listenership is very few, but we love every one of you. Even poor There's man. One more thing I have to say, intended in a hopeful way. Cold brew hipster, please be my friend. I'm sorry I called you a ballet. It's a shame uh, Dan's died. Well, I mean, is uh, it? I mean, shame is relative. So I knew on Friday he was doing a weird hipster thing. Well, he didn't book any leave with us. No, the weird or... hipster thing he was doing. Um, I can't remember what it was, but it sounded very hipstery. Mm. Well, he hasn't done us the uh, the courtesy of informing us of his plans. Handcrafted artisanal wanking. But that was. That was, on, that was on Friday, so you would think um, you would think that he would be um, done it by now. I mean, I don't make any assumptions about these things. Well, I think that it just illustrates how uh, little respect he shows for his colleagues and our listeners. Okay, it's a thirty-person private gig in a tapas bar by an care. English Australian modern folk singer with a double bass. It sounds fucking dreadful. It really does. But tapas, so... Yeah, but also a dickhead with a double bass. Well, well fine. I mean, that's that was... I didn't go. It was Dan. Dan went yeah, to but, it. Well, why are you defending him? Because um, I thought it sounded like something fun that you might want to do if you lived in London. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. No, you've made a mistake there. What you've confused it with is something awful that would make you want to die. Hmm... I bet they served um, wine in jam jars. They probably served wine in fucking shoes or something. You're sounding very bitter. Yeah, Have you been thinking too much about um, Robert Macaroni? No, it's just that Dan didn't bother to tell us what he was that he was not going to be here or be late. It's just uh, it's very rude. But he'll never hear this, so it's a waste of my time expressing my well, precisely uh, my feelings. Who's the driver this week? Not me. Okay, I've got some questions before I might agree to it. 
um, the question I have is how would um, all of these little bits of recording arrive to me? Well, there's no way of knowing, is there? Post. Okay. Yeah, so I, I will drive. Shall we explain? We, we're trying no. a, a different... Why, 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 they don't need to know. No, it's none of their business. Don't show, they them, do. behind, they don't show like... them behind the fucking curtain. Okay. I think you need to um, explain where episode 122 is. Well, I Dan was doing it. Dan took over. I think uh, after a certain amount of time elapses, it should revert to its original owner. Like a dog. Hey. No, I mean, because you, Dan you said are, he was. You are. You are. The, ultimately, you have responsibility. You may have. You may have outsourced it to. Yeah. To like, you know, cheap labour. Um, but you're the primary deliver, contractor. You still need to provide something. Like, you can't just do a Carillion and like go into liquidation. Yeah. And just. I go, definitely like, could go problem, into liquidation. Mate. Our SLA is with you, not with Dan. Yeah. If well, our SLA was with Dan, it would have been <laughs> breached many, many years ago. You're saying technical words I don't understand. That's, um, well, you should have done but, your research before you signed. Yeah. I mean, at just, this point, like you can't argue that you didn't know what you were signing. Yeah, just because you're ill-equipped to sign this contract of um, editing. Well, I think questions really need to be asked in the house. What on earth were you doing um, contracting me to do this? I'm clearly am not capable. Well, you... Uh, you, you, pres- you Presented. And it turns out that we we went to school together, so they're showing a lot of favoritism here to uh, the old boys network, isn't there? I mean, some would claim a potential conflict of interest, but the reality is we evaluated all of the bidders, and yours was the strongest bid. Well, it, it we, it's a scored bid, and there's no um, there's no subjectivity in it. It's a scored bid, and if you have um, are kind of twisted your figures so that you became the winner and played the system then you should live with the consequences I mean if you're promising you know timelines and and budgets that you just can't meet that's not our problem I did actually say that I was going to be too busy to do it um, and then I didn't do it so I followed through on my promises well yeah but then you uh, you still bear the responsibility for Dan you you outsourced it to Dan you said I may not have time to do it, but my good friend Daniel here, he You've will complete the task him. on my behalf you provided uh, to a reference. the same high standard that I would normally do. I think um, Dan Dan took it off. I think I defaulted and he stepped in to save the day. He stripped you of your franchise and gave it to Dan. Yeah. Well, I'm a little sounds... concerned we might have to take Chris into public ownership. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds, I think that's the only option. I mean, it is it is a failing system at the moment, isn't it? Sometimes the the private sector just isn't capable of doing the job. Do you know what? I think I would run more efficiently in public ownership. All of my profits could be channeled back to the taxpayers. I think there'd be a lot of waste. Mm. But I I really hate it when um, these fat cats profit from when I do well. So... <laughs> But you it's don't do lucky well. Very often, yeah. <laughs> is it, is that intentional? So the fat cats don't profit. Are you bringing down the system from within? Um, clever, very clever. So, are you driving then, Chris? Yeah, I will drive, and I'll do this. I'll edit this one, but one, two, two is Dan's to do. So that's it. Well, he's run off to join ISIS. So I think we might just have to accept one, two, two as a sunk cost at this point. It's this year's episode 91, isn't it? Well, maybe. Okay. Well, what do you want to talk He's about He's gone then? to the fucking theatre. He's gone what? to see the Book of Mormon. What a twat. What an asshole. I think, in defence, did he tell us that? No. No. I think he might have done last week. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. didn't mention it at all. He might I have told we... you. No, no. I think we might have done some chat afterwards where Graham said, oh, I don't think I'm going to be able to do Tuesdays very often because I'm busy and I think he said I can't do next Tuesday because I'm out I, I think you're covering for Dan now in an attempt to make him seem less incompetent Yeah. Uh, so that when he like totally fucks up your editing of 122 you can claim ignorance I I think he told us well I, I, I don't think he did because no. I have no knowledge of that if if he had, then I would have called him a dickhead for going to see Book of Mormon. That's fair. 
I think he just said he was busy. Well, I would I would have pressed it. I wouldn't have just let that go. But it's such a rare occurrence for Dan to be busy. Now you're changing your story. You see, first yeah. of all, he was going to see the Book of Mormon. Mm. Then he was just going to be busy. What next? He said he might not be able to make it. He said he would be too busy editing one, two, two. I think what happened is that that Graham said he probably wasn't going to be able to do Tuesdays very often because he was quite busy, um, and that was the big concern. I don't that, even remember that. That Graham wouldn't be available, and then Dan said, "Oh yeah, I might not be available too," and nobody cared. It's possible I just have no memory of last week's recording. Well, maybe, but I don't remember. It was afterwards. I don't quite remember often saying you get, that. You get bored and. Chris, will you do your podcast with some different people? It might have been. Because <laughs> that seems the most plausible answer here. I could start a new podcast, couldn't I? What if we're going to use this new platform, I'd like to know. Um, I'd like to know if it's if it meets my my vegan ethics. Uh, how does um, well then look it? How up. do they how do they make it? Do they? Uh, I believe uh, all of the electricity used to run the site is generated from burning cows. Mm, mm, yeah, that, they, they give very good electric. You do find that quite often. Mm. Yeah. Um, and right. You see that you see the little uh, green background. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's made from parts of pig brain. Ah, oh, I hate it when that happens. But only the good parts. Yeah, obviously. Mm. You want to scrimp on something like that. Okay, well, I. Um, who wants to go first? Graham, you've got nothing to talk about. Haven't I? There's I was through there. it all last week. All right. Yeah. I assumed I had stuff left over. That's a shame. Mm. What I could do is talk about this news story that I found from uh, the BBC Asia Pacific <laughs> from 2009. You sure, you sure it wasn't Daniel that, that saw that? The, the no, one, I don't the think that's 2009. That's right, yeah. Uh, okay. It says stoned wallabies make crop circles. I'm and glad to for, see that we're on the cutting edge of news as ever. For some reason, I thought this would be appropriate content. Um, <laughs> they're eating talk, opium. Talk me through that process. Where? What were you doing at the time? Well, I mean, were you just, in so, your flat in London? That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wanking. <laughs> um, so it's about Australian wallabies are eating opium poppies uh, and creating crop circles as they hop around as high as as high as a kite. A government official has said. Uh, Lara Giddings, the Attorney General for the island state of Tasmania, said the kangaroo-like marsupials were getting into poppy fields grown for medicine. Well, that wasn't a direct quote. Then that's a shame. No, uh, I can find a direct quote. The one interesting bit that I found recently in one of my briefs on the poppy industry was that we have a problem with wallabies entering poppy fields, getting as high as a kite, and going around in circles. Laura Giddings told the hearing. Or Lara Giddings. Oh, okay. I was anglicising it. Uh, then they crash, she, she added. added. We see crop circles in the poppy industry from wallabies that are high. Right. What's what's wrong with her? She having a stroke? Yeah, she's high on uh, poppy, on poppy opium, as opposed to. Oh, I have got actual content. I just didn't did, write um, it in the thing. Did Rick Rockcliffe say anything? Um, no, he said nothing. Okay. Uh, well, Rick Rockcliffe about... is actually South African. He said there have been many stories about sheep that have eaten some of the poppies after harvesting, and they all walk around in circles. <laughs> Good. Was, he, is, was his was his mum Indian? Yes, that's right. <laughs> well, he grew up in India. I didn't say where he where he lived. I've got good gaydar for South Africans, as we know. <laughs> We've been through this many times. Was that was that a gay South African? Yes. Okay. How could you tell? Because he sounded Indian. Keep up. <laughs> so I want to know if if there may be any uh, retired poppy farmers that might have had. Something to say about this? Uh, Maybe um, Lindley Chopping is one of the best retired poppy farmers. Lindley Chopping is You're an excellent name, isn't now. it? Uh, yeah, Lindley Chopping um, took a, uh, he took some time out from his work in the first day's restaurants on uh, on Channel Four to say. Wait, wait, is Lindley Chopping French? He is French. Yeah. Oh, and that's said, very exciting. Uh, they would come and eat some poppies, and they would go away. Ow. Oh. He lived in Russia for quite a long time. <laughs> Yeah, Did this he is have a real world say? tour we're having right now. But actually, he's Welsh, and he said they come back again, and they would all circle work in the paddock. 
Okay. So that's yeah, that's what I thought would be um, really topical, uh, up to the minute breaking news that would be interesting for some reason. Fantastic. Speaking of which, I I'd like to, to know. Um, oh. Sorry, I've, I I want to know if um, there might be anybody from West Palm Beach in Florida that might have commented on this. No, I don't think so because I've closed the tab now. Are you sure Barbara Ann Levy didn't didn't have something important to say? Well, possibly, but I've got no way of knowing now because I closed that tab, so it's gone forever. Okay. That's how old people think computers work. <laughs> So I was listening to um, an awful podcast called. Um, Hang on, called? Um, what they've said isn't doesn't even make any sense. Well, what have they said? So this is commenting on that story. What do people from Florida talk like? Ah, uh, hey, I'm from Florida. <laughs> um, all right. Interestingly, Barbara Ann Levy was actually originally from the UK. All right, and uh, she said. My cat monkey, a Tonkinese cat, started to walk in circles mysteriously about two months ago. My suspicion is the radar from the two police cars parked in front of my apartment building has an effect or sonar-like sound that humans cannot hear may have an effect. I was struck by this news article and had to respond. I don't even make any sense, does it? Well, I think her her sample size uh, and methods are compelling. (laughs) And uh, mm. I see no reason to doubt her. So, can I talk about my actual content instead of um, what Dan thought we should talk about, and then didn't even bother to turn up to discuss? Yeah. Okay. So, my actual content is I was listening to a really dreadful podcast, and they started mugging us off. Right. Do you want to? Do you want to hear the, what podcast was it? I don't know. Some something about geek radio or something. Right. Okay. So, something really shite. Uh, so here's a little clip of them um, just g- going way beyond the pale, frankly. Here you go. Uh, we've got quite a few tweets. Um, our, our podcast rivals uh, from the Two Star Podcast, uh, they recorded their uh, Christmas episode. They're still uh, trying, are they? Can you believe that? What right. a bastard. Yeah. So they're still trying. Unbelievable. Right, is that it? Yeah, well, no, because I've got I've got more parts to it. Okay, I wanted to get your reaction to to that chronic mugging off. I mean, it's just typical. Referring really. to us as their rivals with a with a little snigger and a smirk in his voice, and then his angry German friend saying that we're still trying, just, just dismissing us. Okay, so what what happened next? So then they said. Still trying, uh, and it was two hours and fifty minutes. It was a slog, uh, but uh, Dan Fan, uh, which is Chris, um, asked his name is Chris. So, firstly, they said that our Christmas episode, one of the best things we've ever done, was <laughs> a slog. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, they, one of the the angry German fella, expressed disgust at your name being Chris, but you're being referred to as Dan Fan. Right. He's like, wait, his name is Chris, and he's Dan Fan. How does this work? Yeah, yeah, okay. So then they went on, just buffering. <laughs> so it's Chris, but uh, so oh god, this so he started off. He did. He wasn't on the podcast originally. Uh, he was like a friend of the podcast, uh, and he sort of like had this persona, persona of being like a big fan of Dan. So his name is Daniel Faniel. He's a fan, uh, but now he's in the podcast. It's fine. So yeah, I mean so that's, that's, that's an accurate statement. That, of I mean, yeah, that's that's fair. That's basically your he's, bio. He's explaining the backstory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some some of the law. Chris's origin story. So then the final, uh, the the final little clip of of my sorry, um, artifact. Di- what's the word for evidence things? Exhibit. exhibit. Yes, exhibit four D. Uh, but he asked if they're competing with Geek News Radio. Um, two hours having, fifty you know, is, is pretty long. We are at two a, hours a, fifteen. As we'd it's speak. a beefy, beefy episode. That so I would have to say to Chris, who I know listens, uh, good work. <laughs> so they uh, they they said to Chris, good work, but not to yeah. uh, 
Not to I mean, to be fair, anybody the, else the who podcast, is involved, the podcast length is frequently Chris's responsibility. Yes, yeah, I think that is fair. Is that I'm the, the... You know, typically we get to about an hour or so, we're about ready to finish, and then Chris drags it out for like another hour and a half. Well, I, I no, I resent that because the Christmas episode, um, I was the one googling racial slurs. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, and I, get not, no I would not wish to take that away from you. Yeah, at all. And, I, and I, I just get mugged off. I was the one enabling you to do that. Yeah, I was but, complicit in it. But you, you get all the, you get all the praise, and I get, I get jack shit. It's, uh, it's a disgraceful state of affairs, frankly. And uh, it, it makes me think that maybe we need to go for podcast war two, because they obviously haven't learned anything. Okay. I mean, uh, I mean, that would require us to have like left a state of podcast war one and signed some sort of peace agreement or a ceasefire, which I don't remember happening. I don't think the UN intervened. Well, I think it, the war just sort of fizzled out, which is what happens to all wars eventually. But I mean, if, I yeah, would if nobody if nobody uh, surrendered and no peace was formally declared, then technically we're still at war. Well, it's like know. that, like that, that, like that island that was still at war with Germany for like forty years because everyone forgot to actually mention them in the peace accord well, there must be some kind of um, like cut off I don't think so I but think, what if I people think just war, forget? Is, war is perpetual no it must be like a relationship that you have to reaffirm it every year you, you, you have your appraisal how's the war I mean, yeah, going Valentine's Day is coming war? up but... exactly so I, I don't think you can just have an open ended war I think you have it's like a contract isn't it you have you're at war for three months at a time and it keeps getting renewed until um, somebody kills themselves in their bunker and they say, All right, I think we might be done with this one, lads. That's my potted history of World War Two. Excellent. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a, a, a warist. Mm. Um, I, I don't know the, the legal specifics, but my understanding would be that, that war, is, war is going on until you specifically say it's not. Okay, well, in that case, let's say that... Uh, podcast War One is over, and now let's declare war again. I mean, that seems that seems like very much against the spirit of of declaring peace. Well, in that case, okay, fine. We can say that the war it's like the war on drugs. It's never it's not winnable. It's just a conceptual war, which I guess this is more what this is like. Yes. Um, but you sort of redouble your efforts every now and then. What would you yeah. how would you describe that reinforcements? No, yeah, I, I suppose. So. Yeah, I mean that's that's you know doubling down. Yeah, a new front. Opening a new up a front, new front. Yeah, that's interesting. So maybe we could open up a new front on their balls with punching. I mean, like punching them in the balls. I I don't think we need to be at war with them. Why? I'm going to be a conscientious objector. Well, then you're all a double agent, and you're either with us or against us. Then then you're against us. Yeah, that's quite an easy decision yeah. to make. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, then you're going to have to put me in a um, in a camp for not fighting. Yeah. Or, or you could make could... me do you could make me do civil duties whilst you're all away fighting in the war. But I think you are one of their diplomats, and we should expel you. Okay, that sounds fine. I mean, I can't I can't edit podcasts if I've been expelled, so. Um, you could take the podcast back to your home country with you, and then send it across enemy lines. Right, with on one, one of the those, like one, one of the brave pigeons. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, and then we could do a statue to that pigeon because he's done a really good job and been a good pigeon. Been really brave, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's such a brave thing for pigeons to do, isn't it? Doing wars. Mm. So um, yeah, I haven't really got any anywhere further to go with that except uh, big big old fuck you. Well, you, I seem, think you seem I think personally you... affronted by yes. the lack of credit that you were given. Yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah. So really, it's you having a war. I mean, I'm not bothered by what they've said. Okay. I, don't think, I think they then they literally ever mention me, but then like nobody does. I'm no, but I mean, by extension of of their dismissive, oh, they're still trying, are they? I think they are cunting you off as well. I mean, yeah, but I I I'm kind of used to that from our listeners, so mm, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Fine, I will. Um, well, in that case, 
it can't be a war. So I guess I'm like a guerrilla fighter. Yeah, insurgency. And, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to go for then. I'm going to do podcast terrorism, which actually sounds more fun. <laughs> and it's not too far off what we're doing right now. Well, yeah, that's true. Okay, so how what, what form is your terrorism going to take? Well, first I'm going to try and radicalise Dan. That <laughs> shouldn't be too difficult. Shouldn't be, shouldn't be that hard, should it? Okay. Um, and then, I mean, I don't want... I don't really want to get into making IEDs because it sounds like it would probably go wrong and I'd blow myself up. Well, yeah, but that's what you radicalised Dan for. Yeah, that's true. Get him to take all the stupid risks. So I could do some hate preaching. um, Get him to... I don't know where my training camp could be. I suppose just Yorkshire. He can run off to a Yorkshire training camp for terrorists. And then... um, I mean, we know where their headquarters... Well, not headquartered, but we know where their sort of um, branch office is in Birmingham. Um, so I'm going to make Dan hang around outside there until he sees David and then punch him in the balls. Why Why are you always with the ball punching? What's why not? that about? Because he's too big to get in a bin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not, not for Dan, maybe. Um... I mean, okay. if, any, if anyone could do it, it would be Dan. All right, well, Dan is welcome to use um, his own... Um... I think Dan <sighs> could seduce him. Dan word. could lure him into the bin. Yeah. Initiative? Initiative, yes. He's, he's welcome to use that and then either punch him in the balls or get him into a bin. I'm not fussy, as long as I have documented evidence. I mean, shouldn't you really be more annoyed with uh, the angry German? Yeah, but he's an unknown quantity, and also well, probably in Germany. He might know karate. It's a lot more. It's a lot more of a hassle to get down over to Germany. Yeah, and he's quite angry. That's yeah, a, and yeah, and I mean, it's it's just uh, asking for trouble, isn't it? Mm. I mean, we won't be allowed to go to Germany after March next year, anyway. So, oh no, they've, they're giving us a transition period. Remember? Oh shit. Is that does that apply to podcasts as well? Because I was hoping Geek News yeah, yeah, Radio would have to stop um, after March 2019. No, no, we get to, all podcasts get to continue under their current statutes until the end of the transition period. Um, at which point, it depends very much on the deal that Theresa May strikes uh, for the podcast industry. Mm. Uh, it could be a cliff edge. Okay. Well, I mean, a cliff edge is basically this, isn't it? Yeah. We are an example of what happens if you go off the cliff edge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is this could happen to every podcast. Oh Jesus! What? Not not Kermode and Mayo's film review? Yeah. Oh my God! They're going to be talking about finding Lars von Trier and punching him in the balls. This this is the reality of Brexit that people just don't want to face. Yeah. If only um, we'd been told this before the vote, it, we would have been able to rouse more passion in the Remainers. Yeah, it's, uh, it's too well, late now. I've got some good news for you. I don't think Brexit's going to happen. Well, I mean, it is looking increasingly that way, isn't it? But then, I think that yeah, I mean, I that think way complacency lies. We we have already begun our very slow descent into an embarrassing climb down. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good, isn't it? Well, but I mean, it is, but. It is also quite bad in that we will have likely done irreparable damage to our global standing and economy by the time we finally admit it was a terrible fucking idea and beg the EU to let us go back to how it was before. And I yes, don't think you can. But that um, is better than trying to follow through with it. You it? are correct. I don't it's, think you should underestimate the uh, self-serving bloody-mindedness of Tories. We, we have shit in our pants, and it is definitely better <laughs> for us to just. Admit that and remove the pants. Just shake it out of a leg. Insist that we can make the shitty pants work <laughs> and yeah. carry on with sheer bloody mindedness. But the majority of the people who voted on one particular day have voted for us to have shitty pants. <laughs> and they've said they, they knew the pants were going to get shitty all along, but in the long run, um, the shit will just go away. I mean, to be fair, some of them now claim they were only expecting a shot. <laughs> <laughs> but well, yeah. But it's too late. You, once you've done the shit, you can't. Well, yeah, but I mean, the the question was unclear. Mm, yeah, should it, you it, shit in your pants or not? Well, the volume was never specified. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think I think this metaphor's run its course. Can we move on to something else, please? What, I'd like, like to yeah. stick with it, but I, I don't know quite how. Yeah. 
talking about uh, shitting your pants, I am being vegan at the moment. Oh, you should definitely <laughs> talk about that a lot. That'll be really interesting. Yeah. That's what I, I think, yeah. I Are you think... making sure you tell everybody that you meet? Well, as it is a little bit like a cult, and a big part of it is is trying to recruit others, yes, I am. Are you on commission? I'm not on commission, no. Oh. Like have you got confused and you've actually signed up for a pyramid scheme? Because <laughs> I don't think that's what veganism is. Well, it's interesting that you say that. I think that, that this is the very last moment when you can become an early adopter. I think that... Are you uh, saying we need to get on the ground floor before like the, the value of veganism rockets? And... That is exactly what I'm saying. Is that? Um, Are you actually thinking of cryptocurrency? Unless, unless you're basically like a level five vegan by the summer, then you've just lost the game. Oh shit! I've just shit. lost the game. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Thanks. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm doing. It's okay. good. Great. I don't eat meat or eggs or cheese. And uh, it's fine. Okay. It's obviously okay. not as nice um, yeah. because eggs and meat and cheese and milk are all delicious. I don't eat mushrooms, but I don't bang on about it. You do. Seem you to should. Eating, do. You do seem to be eating a lot of like substitutes for the things that you're not eating. How do you mean? Well, like vegan cheese. Well, yeah, that was. I'm not going to be doing that too often. Was it that bad? Uh, the the plain one was okay. It was like it tasted like how do you, how do you disappointing plain, cheese. How do you have plain cheese? It was like a cheddar version. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, cheddar is effectively the ready salted of cheese, isn't mm, it? That's yeah. True. It's the yeah. cheese on which all other cheese builds. It's default cheese. Yeah. Yeah. So then there's also um, a blue cheese uh, that was given to me, um, and they've they've painted little blue flecks in it, so that it is looks it just like. like Dulox, Dulox emulsion. I don't know what they make the blue flecks out of. I think it's just little drops of colouring. But that one was very smelly. And in fairness to them, they got about... They got about... Mm, I, I'm not sure about percentages, but with blue cheese, when I eat it, there's one thought that says, oh, this is a strong flavour. I don't know if I like it. And then also... I definitely want to eat more of that flavour straight away. Now, with the vegan blue cheese, you definitely got that first element, but not the second element. So you're just thinking, I I'm not really sure if I like this. So that's my experience of uh, vegan cheese. Excellent. Is that the plain one is, is sort of all right. Um, the blue cheese, I would I would recommend not going near that. Well, I mean, that's fine, because I wasn't planning to. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. But, I mean, the cakes the cakes are tasty, so that's fine. That was my big concern, is would, would cakes still taste nice? And you can make them taste nice with sugar and uh, oil. Well, yeah. I mean, if you pump enough sugar and oil into it, then it probably does taste quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless of the other ingredients. Yeah, so that's uh, that's that's interesting for me. I'm able to annoy people. That's one of the great benefits of uh, being a vegan. So when people being say, do you have any just... special requirements, you say, yes, I'm a vegan. Mm. It, it's great. It seems like yeah. it's oh. quite, an, it, it's sort of, um, quite a great length to go to just to make your life considerably less convenient. Well, it's not really that inconvenient. But what if you... So you can go to um, any shop and buy lots and lots of things that are vegan. And you can even cafes? buy sandwiches now. But what what if you're going to a cafe and they didn't have any vegan food? Uh, well, you probably would need to go somewhere else or just oh, have a see, that coffee. that very inconvenient. That is a lot of hassle. Yeah. But maybe in the north it's, it's an inconvenient. But down in the south, there's loads of vegan options. Okay. Water is vegan, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, chips are mostly vegan. Not always, but mostly. 
Mm, I prefer it when they pour a load of pig fat into the fryer. Mm. Yeah. Do you have any questions for me? No. 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 Well, I mean, I'm sure I'll mention it every week because that's that's important. Yeah, definitely. That's one do. of the things I've agreed to when you join a cult is that uh, you have to mention it a lot. Michael Legg, he's a vegan. Yeah. Yeah. Ramesh Ranganathan, he's a vegan too. Any more? Um, I only know two. Mm, I know more than that, and I'm not even a vegan. Are we going to have to invest in a dead air switch? <laughs> Maybe. We can just edit out big spaces, or you can leave them in to build tension. And just demonstrate how uh, interesting what you're saying is. <laughs> who, who else is there? No, there can only be two. Oh, well, Sarah I, Pascoe. They are. That was one of my ones that I would have said. I can think of um, at least three others. At least three others. Yeah. Um, are they? What are they famous for? They're all comedians, interestingly. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm all the way through all of my comedian ones. Mm. I'm not going to lie, it's gripping radio. Yeah, I mean, you're just obviously not as good at me as being being a vegan. No, so who are, who are they? I'm not telling you, it's, uh, it's for you to find out. Mm. Okay. Do you think Google will help? I mean, it might, but... Um... If you if you start googling vegan comedians now, I'm going to press stop recording, and that will be the end of the episode. And we're only at 35 <laughs> minutes. So, how would you know if I was googling it? Well, okay, you I mean, can I'm do obviously it I'm going to do it on my. Um, I was going to have to do it on my dark web computer. You don't want search history like this showing up in a real computer. Maybe I should radicalise you as a terrorist because I think you're a bit more impressionable than Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe I am. Oh well, there's Simon Amstel. I did know about that one. Yeah, that was one of them. Yeah. Oh, Carl Donnelly. That was one of the others. Right. I'm trying to work out which ones you would have known about. Hmm. Well, there's a man called Joke Singh. And that's that's a brilliant name for a comedian. Okay. Does anyone have any more context? Because I was going to press stop. Oh, yeah, I did. Um, what did I have? Oh, yeah, I wanted to talk about Robert Macaroni. Okay. I mean, thinking about Robert Macaroni. Yeah. And I've been thinking that in many ways he was the he was the young Michael Portillo that <laughs> I never knew I needed in my life. Yeah, maybe. And now it's too late. It is too late because we've uh, we've constantly him off on a podcast. <laughs> well, I I didn't. Which is very bad behaviour, and and normally I would never do that, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking if you know if my life had just been a little bit different, then then rather than both both being camp and and trying to get with the ladies, we could have just been camped together, cut out with the, each other, the, cut ladies. out the unnecessary middle ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so could there have you, are. Uh, you, you could have both found an awakening. And I think that's I think that's a lot like Michael Portillo would have been had Michael Portillo's parents sent him to a comprehensive school um yeah maybe I don't really remember much about him apart from his weird prose <laughs> he's very cultured though isn't he he speaks he speaks foreign languages and yes. uh, and he, he goes to Europe a lot yeah but like in a in a in a way that Michael Portillo does so he'll go on a on a boat in in canals in Europe, won't he? Probably. He's probably a fucking vegan as well. Mm, I'm not sure about that. I think I'd I'd know, wouldn't I? Oh yeah, you get the membership list sent around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you not have any more thoughts about Robert Macaroni? Um, no, just what I said last week, really. Do you have any any thoughts about other people we went to school with? Um, not the. I would share here, and not that I think would be interesting for other people to hear. It's never stopped us before. Well, no, there is that. Um, there was a guy called Dan Mercy. He was a right fucking knob. Well, but I know he would never hear this. So I could say what I like about him. What? What about Jimmy Malteser? Do you remember Jimmy Malteser? Um, 
he can't had a really for that one. He had a really I, big. I um, see what you did there. Uh, like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, really yeah. Big lunch Sorry. Box. Yes, yeah. it's just going to be there. your thing now. Is is like how many people who went to school with can you <laughs> anonymize through the medium of food related puns? Yeah, I mean this is so niche that it's. <laughs> <laughs> but no, because Jimmy Malteser was an interesting guy, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, uh, yes, but again, like. This this has no interest to anybody, including most members of this podcast. Yeah, I think even people who could decipher that would probably not want to hear our thoughts about him. I think that um, I think that at least two people that listen would like to know things about Jimmy Malteser. Okay, but if you're gonna, well, you, then you need to say them. You can't just refer to him. You need to tell a, a, a interesting story about him, like I did with um, Robert Macaroni. One of the interesting things about Jimmy Malteser is that he could fit an old-style fifty pence piece up his nostril. Yeah, that's an interesting thing to be able to do. The less interesting thing about him is how frequently he did that. Well, once you've got a trick like that, you need to you need to do it as often as possible, don't you? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I think he did it in a talent show. Yeah, that sounds feasible. Do you think maybe I need to I need to prepare my material on memories of school days? Well, I mean, yeah, I and think not it being should, a vegan. It, yeah, it should refer to a specific um, event or instance, I think, rather than just generally and, reminiscing. And, need, and needs to not include any context that would only be applicable to people that went to the same school as you at the same time you were there. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, I've been in a bit of a bubble, haven't I? So. That's going to be difficult. Maybe you need a Maybe sounding board. Maybe if I tell people all the background of um, Jimmy Malteser. Well, then... if you want to do a spin-off podcast in which you recount the backstories of everybody we went to school with, oh, that could be our serial. <laughs> this is it. We're going to be we're going to be huge. We're going to go viral. How would we? Um, how would we choose who to do first? It's alphabetical, isn't it? Well, I mean. Playing the odds, somebody from our school must have done a murder. So we need to uncover that. Mm. Maybe we should investigate the life of everybody in our year to see if we can uncover a murder. Because statistically, I think we would definitely find one. What? How How many people were in our year? 300? Yeah, About 300, yeah. It, it must be something like one in 300 people in the country is a murderer. must be about that. I mean, you would think so. I I would say maybe that's a little bit conservative. Let's have a look. What's the murder rate in the UK? Uh, how many people are murdered each year? So let's see. That was like five, nearly six hundred last year. So mm. well, yeah. I think um, I've got a yearbook somewhere. Do you think um, Sandra Stable might have done a murder? Um. I'm not sure who Sandra Stable is. <laughs> to decipher my code, then. Um. Uh. Okay. I'm. I'm gonna type into the dialogue box my guess <laughs> who that is. Or maybe. Um. No. Oh, no. I, I like your logic, but no, not her. <laughs> okay. What about um. Anniversary. Um. These are good puns if you. <laughs> <laughs> the nichest um, of puns. Yes. Yeah. They are, I mean, they're only relevant to us. Okay. So, Anna Bursary. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm worried I'm going to accidentally out someone as going to the same school as us <laughs> by just, just guessing at random. Well, then you'll have to bleep it, won't you? <laughs> Yeah, was, you're in was, charge of editing this disaster. Okay. Um, would that be Amy Grant? Well, Is that a person? That's not a person, <laughs> but you're in the <laughs> you're sort of in the right area. You've got one of the names right, I'm guessing. <laughs> okay. It, like, was it's it, even it you can't remember the people you were at school with. 
You should that, remember this point. This that is key to it. At this point, nobody can even question whether you went to school with people. You can just make up stories about imaginary people. <laughs> okay, so which which name was right? <laughs> well, Grant, Grant was right. Okay, Grant, right. The, okay. Al- the algorithm is different uh, first name with the same letter and then a pun on the surname. Yeah. So you decipher the pun, but you, you haven't identified the person with okay. that name. Hugh Grant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you got it. That's right. Okay. Jesus Christ! <laughs> you know how we were saying about how you managed to drag episodes on somehow <laughs> hours after they should have finished. Yeah, I but think, I'm, I'm enjoying this game now. I think I've run out of um, puns of people we went to school with at the moment. So Sandra Stable, I need um, Barn. Is Barn the surname? No. Is Barnes the surname? No. Otherwise, it would have no. been Stables, wouldn't it? Mm. Come on. Um. Oh, oh. Um. I, I don't know. I don't know anyone I went to school with. Um. <laughs> oh, hang on. I, I'm thinking. Well, if any listeners know, <laughs> would like to get in touch. Yeah. Then, uh, I think I've right, worked right, it out. Right into us. I think hmm. I've worked this out. I'm going to send it over, and I'm quite pleased with it. Hmm. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> you... That's not a person. <laughs> so uh, I guess Samantha Paddock. <laughs> yeah. So again, you you've got the pun. <laughs> But but not the first name of, of one of our quite close friends from school. We were we were close, were we? Yeah, we went to the pub together quite a lot. With a surname of, well, I can't say it now, can I? Now that's the right one. Well, you've already said it. Okay, but if we're close friends, they won't mind. No, exactly. Yeah. They might be hurt that I don't remember their first name. <laughs> yeah, that's probably no, more likely to be offensive. Or who who they are. The, do you see it? Are you playing dumb or are you actually <laughs> dumb? <laughs> to be fair, it did take me a little while to remember. Hmm. I'm genuine, um Oh, okay. It, it's someone who's who's got married, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, I know who it is then. Okay. Yeah. Good. Well done. Their their new surname is very funny. <laughs> it sounds a, it sounds a bit like. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's how it sounds, but it's spelt a bit like. <laughs> I enjoy that. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is a game that I want to play a lot more often. It's a game I, think... I want to play so much. I'm going to find my yearbook. <laughs> I think maybe it's a game we could play over Twitter and not inflict on uh, over DMs and not inflict on other people. I think that would be uh, definitely preferable. We could um, set, okay. up, set up a Facebook group for people from our school, and they could all join and and, and join in the game. Okay. Would you like to hear a, a thing stupid American said when I was in the Coliseum? Can I give you one more pun, which you will definitely not be able to guess? Okay. Uh, Alan Moustache Plastic. (laughs) (laughs) I think I know who that is. (laughs) It's uh, Adrian Beardwood. (laughs) Yeah, that's who I was going for. (laughs) Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right, yeah, so some stupid Americans, what were they doing making up shit puns on people they went to school with that you didn't know who they were, so you could join thought, in the God, fun. God, these people are boring the team. No, <laughs> yeah. we, uh, most people will know what the Coliseum is. Um, I was in the Coliseum, and they had an exhibition of other buildings that had been inspired by the Coliseum. It was in quite big letters what this was, and one of them was a hotel in Germany that is the same shape as the Colosseum, but it is a block of flats. And one of the stupid Americans said, oh, is that what they're planning to do, to turn it into flats? And rather than her friends say, you're an idiot, that's somewhere different, they then talked about whether that was a good idea or not. 
and wouldn't people be upset? I think people would be upset by that because it's it's historical, isn't it? It's cultural. I don't think you should, they should turn it into a block of flats. Yeah, that was one opinion. The mm. other opinion was, but it's their country, and if they want to, then they can. Mm. And at no point did anyone say, I don't think that's actually happening. Well, no, but maybe they were talking on a more uh, philosophical level. Yeah, like, but can one sensibly turn important historical landmarks into blocks of flats, or and, is that just fundamentally uh, unethical? And I'd argue that at least it's uh, it's providing housing for people, um, and it's, it's more use than the building is at the moment, and not knocking it down. I think it's actually quite a good idea. Mm. I'm not sure why you're rubbishing these people mm. and their perfectly sensible discussion about think how, many, how to best use public land. I think how many families they could house in the Leaning Tower of Pisa. I mean, they'd have to like put stuff up against one wall instead of having it in the middle of the room, but you know, it's better than living on the streets, probably. Yeah, you've spoiled that for me. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. I also heard some uh, some northerners from England that uh, said something quite dumb. Cool. What was they it? were looking at they were looking at tapestries in the Vatican Museum and one of them said E I thought these were from Roman times and they weren't but uh, they were pictures of from Roman times. And the other one said Ah and then the first one said But look there's t- Jesus next to to Roman as though that was like a big, um, a big hole in the the plot, like he'd uncovered something. Mm-hmm. And you sort of think, but well, yes, there were Roman soldiers there. That's in the story. Yeah. So that was it. That was that was someone else said something silly. I think you should stop judging people. Maybe it says more about you. Well, I do sometimes think that. I say lots of very silly things that are meant as a joke and if people heard them and thought I was serious, they'd think maybe I was an idiot. Um, maybe you're projecting your fears that people are going to think you're stupid for becoming a vegan and you're projecting that onto other people. I don't think people think stupid. that. I think people think, oh, that's, that's annoying. Hmm. Yeah. Tedious, isn't it, really? It's not stupid, I suppose. No, no. Well... It depends, doesn't it? Uh, I guess, in a way, everything depends. Yes, that is a very fair opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you should probably park it then. Yeah, I've had enough. We'll stop.